3: Yes, the sounds, the sultry. Is sultry the right word, Ron? I don't it's think just, so. It's no. just,
4: now sultry means sexy, right? Yeah, it, I don't want This that. is just yeah. beautiful I'm Anytime sorry, we hear
3: this. I'm sorry I even said that in front of you,
4: Everybody loves Raymond. It's
3: okay. Um, I don't know what word I was looking for. Familiar. How's that? It's a familiar sound. And everybody does love Raymond. Ray Fittipaldi. How about
4: soothing? Soothing. Soothing
3: song. might have been the, yeah, comfor- yeah. Comforting. And soothing is a synonym for comforting. Sean, don't call me Seth Myers. Ray, you're about to pick up Ron and take him to uh to Baltimore. You looking forward to the company?
5: Uh I am. I, I think you were looking for the Dulcet
3: sound. That that's okay. the word I was looking for. Dulcet. Yeah. Yes. Thank See, you. See, Ray's a journalist. Right. An old school journalist. Now when you guys are in the car, it's you, Ron, and Jerry Dulack. Do you sing songs? Ninety-nine bottles of beer on the wall. Do you play? Do you play car games? How do you guys pass yeah. the time?
5: Yeah, like 1970s uh, sitcom songs and all that. Yeah, no, I don't know. What do we do, Ron? It's usually uh, usually pretty good. You know, we'll stop at Breezewood and uh, take our time going out there. I think we're. We're going to go to Little Italy tonight for dinner, so oh. it should be a good weekend.
4: Very rarely do I get to go with you guys, so this is a real treat this for me. This is a treat. Now, yeah. do we have Batco today or not?
5: No, Batco is going down separately, so we'll meet up with him in Baltimore. I uh, see. I think the, I, I don't now, think does I, that hurt. Ray? I don't that... think
4: Batco likes Ray. That's what I'm, the feeling I'm getting. <laughs> Who's here. Batco going with? Does he go with the Fabo? Doesn't he? I don't.
5: I honestly don't know. Maybe.
3: Yeah. I would think that would hurt at least a little. Let's put one issue to rest here, Ray, before we get started with the game and the weekend. Kenny Pickett, what happened last weekend? Chris Hoke said it was somewhere in between this idea that he may have, you know, sulked his way to Mike Tomlin saying forget it, you're not going to play, and that nothing happened. He seems to he seems to be of the belief that something happened here. Because it was so unusual to see a healthy starter not even dress as an emergency guy. What happened in your estimation?
5: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Joe. Anything that was reported, I I didn't hear. And there, there was some pretty strong pushback within the organization on what was reported. Now, you know, was Kenny mad last week that he wasn't starting? Yes. Um, I think everyone saw his interview last week. He was... Um, I think short with reporters. Um, I was actually the first one to approach him for an interview, and uh, you know he was kind of like, yeah, I'll do it, but I'm going to do it, uh, you know, later in the afternoon. He was just really, uh, I think he was just really put off by the way things went down last week. But anyone connecting his being angry with his not dressing for that game, I don't, I don't think there's a connection there to be made. So. Um, yeah, you know, that's that's sort of where I stand on it. You know, post-cassette didn't report anything. So that's kind of where we are, I think.
4: What uh, what do you make of what Mason's doing? And what will it take for Pickett to get back into the lineup? What if, what if Mason plays well again and they make the playoffs? What happens? Right. I, mean, I mean, Pickett is still the number one pick, but Mason sure is making yeah. this interesting.
5: Yeah, I mean, listen, if Mason wins in Baltimore and they get into the playoffs, this is Mason's team in the playoffs until – until it's not, you know, I mean, that's just, that's the reality when you, sometimes when you have an injury, somebody steps in, does a better job, and I don't think there's any doubt in anyone's mind who looks at this um, analytically that Mason Rudolph has done a markedly better job in a very small sample size, I will give you that, but, you know, you look at the points scored, guys, 34 points, 30 points, really should have been 37 if Najee doesn't uh, uh, give himself up there. Um, The offense just looks totally different. Um, So, again, small sample size. We'll see if it continues. But, yeah, I I think for the rest of this season, as long as they continue winning, uh, Mason Rudolph is going to be the starting quarterback.
3: So what's he playing with this week as far as – leeway to make a mistake or two do you think with Tomlin going into this game like if he has a rotten first half a couple interceptions they're not moving the ball at all uh will yeah. Tomlin go to pick it what will it take for Tomlin to go to pick it
5: uh yeah I, I think it would have to be more than one turnover um things not going well on offense probably behind by double digits I think that sort of scenario. Would have to unfold. Uh, Now you have to remember, Kenny Pickett was listed as limited the last two weeks, right? Okay, and I will tell you, limited was very limited the last two weeks. Now you're coming back on a short week. Uh, Tuesday was basically a walkthrough. You know, yesterday, uh, Wednesday, and yesterday a little bit more like a typical practice. But my point is, Kenny Pickett's not he. He hasn't taken a ton of reps since he's been the starter, which is now more than a month ago. So it's not like he's going to come in riding on a white horse to save the day um, if things go bad. Um, yeah, they'll go to him if, if uh, Mason doesn't look good, but it's not like he has had a ton of practice time to whip himself back into uh, you know starting shape.
4: Ray, what about the defense? Are they going to get any help? Uh, I see Landon Roberts and Minka both are questionable. What's your feel on them?
5: Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, he, he and said he's going to play, so I believe him on that. Um, you know, I, I think either way, I think Miles Jack is going to be ready. Um, uh, you know, if, if Roberts can't go the whole game, they, you know, Miles Jack has proven that, uh, you know, he's still got something left in the tank. Um, and then Minka, you know, it, it's a playoff game, guys. And if Minka can be out there and can be close to his normal self, um, you know, I, I think he'll try to be out there as well. But, you know, that is a knee. It's tough to come back from a knee injury in a couple of weeks. So we'll, we'll see what happens. It's probably going to be more of a game-time decision. But, uh, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I actually think the last two weeks, I know the indie game was a little bit rough, but the last two weeks I thought the safety position with Eric Rowe and Patrick Peterson has actually been pretty darn
0: good.
3: Ray Fittipaldo, you can read his stuff at postgazette.com. He is on the um, fan hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, providing trusted plumbing and HVAC service for over 50 years. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. And you can follow along on the text line. In fact, Sean, don't call me Seth Myers. We may have a little episode of Text in the City coming up later. Brought to you. By Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm, where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. All right, Ray, let's look at the other side here. Let's look at the Ravens. I mean, they've got guys out left and right. Humphrey, Zeitler, Lamar, Flowers. Uh, I doubt both inside linebackers will play more than a half. They're half of a team. What do you think they're bringing to this game? What makes them a threat in this game?
5: Well, listen, as you know, and I, I know John Harbaugh, Harbaugh made the decision to rest Lamar Jackson, which I think is, is smart. Um, but if you remember, when they were in this position in 2019, they had the one seed, they rested their starter against, starters against the Steelers, and RG3 beat the Steelers and beat them pretty handily in a very, very similar situation. Um so, you know, you know Harbaugh is going to have his players ready to play in this game. And you guys know this, if, if you're strapping on a helmet and shoulder pads to play in a football game, you're going to play. You know, it's not like you're going to go out there and give 50% effort. So, yeah, those guys you mentioned, Flowers and, and uh, you know, Humphrey and some other important guys aren't going to play, but there's a lot of guys um, who, who are looking for chances to impress and You know, this is going to be kind of like their Super Bowl. And um, I I know you guys remember this as well. Back in 2004, Sears went up to Buffalo, nothing to gain. Willie Parker has this great game and knocks Buffalo out of the playoff chase. So my point is anything can happen in these games, and I I wouldn't underestimate any of the backups for the Ravens, especially with them pulling off of something similar just, uh, you know, what, four years ago now.
4: Raymond, having said all that, do you like the Steelers to win? Give us a score before we look at some of the other games. Uh,
5: I picked uh, the Ravens 16-13. to 13. It's supposed to be bad weather. And, uh, you know, I, I just think the Ravens are going to want to beat the Steelers. And uh, uh, I think maybe the, uh, the glass slipper comes off a little bit uh Here for
3: Mason against the Ravens. Wow, that's an interesting call. threw that one at us after all of this. You pop in with that at the end. (laughs) Well, who's gonna? Okay, you think that then Mason's gonna gonna play poorly? All right, I can see that happening. That could happen, Ron.
4: Yeah, I mean, the the classic example was Josh Dobbs this year, right? Yeah. Didn't he have two great games and then he fell off the face of the earth?
3: Yes. I think you might see Pickett in this game. You might. All right, Ray. Do you have any further questions for Ray, Ron or may Yeah, I no, to, no, uh,
4: no, I definitely do. Please um, indulge. Uh what, what about okay, so you have them losing then. That means they would need Jacksonville to lose and and Denver to beat the Raiders.
3: Hold on a second. What about Ron, the Jackson? Hold on a second. We have breaking news. Uh oh. I have an ally, and you're going to be driving with him. His name is Gerald Dulac, and his predictions are out. Ron's been mocking me for picking the Titans all week. <laughs> Not mocking you, but
4: I Here said when you said 27-7, I had to question it.
3: Here we go. Jags at Titans. Dulac writes, the only reason the Jaguars ended their four-game losing streak is because they played Carolina. It won't be so easy in Tennessee where they're 1-8 in their past nine meetings. I didn't even know that. Prediction: Titans, sixteen to fourteen. I'm sorry, Ron. Go ahead.
4: Okay, Ray. Do you agree with that?
5: Yeah. If Trevor Lawrence plays, I like the Jags. If he does not, I like the Titans. Um, I think you guys all saw that interview that Mike Vrabel had. We did. Um, we did. His, his, his press conference this week. Uh, that's not a guy who's going to lay down in any situation. Um, but. I still like the Jags if Lawrence does play. I think he's a difference maker for them if he's healthy enough.
4: Well, that would eliminate the Steelers if they lose because they need them to lose as well. How about the the Buffalo Miami game? Uh, Miami is hurt. It, this is a winner take all basically to win the division yeah. and the second right. seed. What do you see happening there? Yeah,
5: I mean, listen, the, Miami is banged up on defense. Uh, but listen, Mike McDaniel can run an offense. I think they can outscore people here. Um, I'm kind of torn on this one because I kind of like the Bills in the playoffs if they get there, but I still think the Dolphins might have something to say about that. I like the Dolphins at home in a close, high-scoring game.
4: Ray has given your Steelers no chance of getting to the playoffs here.
3: Jerry's got the Dolphins 33-31, but Ray – just astoundingly to us, and I, I think astoundingly in general, there's a very plausible path for the Steelers to get in if they lose. They basically, well, what they need is for the Texans game not to be a tie. Then they need the Jags to lose. And lastly, they need Denver to... The Raiders lose. to
4: lose. To Denver.
3: Denver to win. Denver to yeah. win. So give us a prediction yeah. on that game. Dulek has the Raiders winning 20-16. to 16.
5: Is that in Vegas or in Denver?
3: In Vegas.
5: Oh, um, like Denver's kind of given up on the season. I don't know what that locker room is like. I like, I like Vegas. I like Vegas to uh, go out on a winning note and try to make uh, Al Davis Jr. there hire, uh, or excuse me, Mark Davis to hire Antonio Pierce full-time.
3: Ron, do you have any further questions? I do not. Ray? Are we ready?
4: Bray, let's get a drum roll going here. I think we're ready for some free association, aren't we?
3: And it's a very special and version. It's a highlight for me. It's a very special version, Ray. It's all contractually related. Are you ready for this? Yeah, let's do it. You just tell me if this guy'll be back or not. Well, should it be do you think he'll be back or do you, no. you, you tell me we if want- you, you tell me if you think he'll be back and if he should be back, in your opinion, okay? Okay. Mitch Trubisky, two years left on his deal.
5: Uh, won't be back. Shouldn't be back.
3: That was perfect. That's exactly the way I wanted you Wait to phrase out, Raymond, it, Raymond. You are such that a that was fantastic. Uh, such
4: a student of this game.
3: Kenny Pickett, two years left. Will he be under center for the opener next year? Uh, yes, and he should be with a new OC. Mason, see Ron. He even took that upon himself uh, to do he's, that. I didn't he, ask he's for very, that much. He's,
4: I'm looking forward to four and a half hours of nothing but information from Ray.
3: Mason Rudolph, unrestricted free agent. Yes, he'll
5: be back, and yes, he should be back.
3: Just so succinct, Ron. He's really good at this. <laughs> He's matured. Najee Harris needs a 50-year option. Is he going to get it?
5: Oh, man. It's like uh, I know I'm not playing the game. He's back. Sliding, the way you Ron. want me to play it. Uh, it's like week to week with him. Uh
3: Let me rephrase the question, Uh, Ray. Najee Harris needs a fifth-year option. (laughs) Will he get it and should he get it?
5: Uh, He won't get
3: it. He shouldn't get it. Wow. We're going to follow that up, but go ahead. Deontay Johnson has one year left at a 15-8 cap hit. Uh He'll be back and he should be
4: back. Can I interrupt here for one second? Ray, I didn't realize this. Do you know that uh, Allen Robinson had about six more snaps than Deontay Deontay did in Seattle? Like 48 to 42 snaps.
5: Uh, Probably to do with the running game more so than anything, but. Still shocking um, to me. I didn't notice that, to be honest with you. Shocking to me. Yeah, that's. Yeah. And uh, you're paying him, what,
4: $18 million or whatever.
5: Right. That's uh, that's interesting. I did not look at that snap count.
3: Go ahead, Joe. That leads us right into Alan Robinson. One year left at
5: 11.9. Won't be back at that number and should, should not be back.
3: Pat Friermuth has one year left, which is normally when we say extension or no extension. He's obviously going to be back, but should he get an extension, and will he?
5: Uh, He will be back. He will get an extension. Uh, A little bit disappointed in his blocking. I don't think it will be as much as maybe it should have been before the season. So as long as he wants to come back at like a Cole-Komet type of contract, I think Komet was, you know, he was like maybe – 11-12 millionaire when he signed his deal this past offseason. If Farmeryth if, if wants to come back for that, I think he can come back for
4: that. Ray got away from the game a little bit a little there, bit, didn't yeah. he?
3: As soon as I complimented him, he had a relapse. <laughs> uh, the following <laughs> offensive linemen all have one year left on their deal with, you know, descending yep. cap hits starting way up at chukes at eleven eight, and going down to Dan Moore at 1-2. All these guys have one year left. Who should be back? Who will be back? That's Chooks, Daniels, Cole, and Moore. The only guy uh, veteran Jones. signed anyway is Sayamalo. And, of course, yeah, Broderick.
5: Okay. I mean, the only one that's 100% definite is Chooks won't be back. Um, you know, I think Moore will obviously be back. Um, I'm not exactly sure of his role. I think Daniels will be back. I mean, Mason Cole, I could see them – drafting over him and then maybe them cutting him. I don't know if they would just outright cut him without a replacement, though, so that's that's to be determined. But I, I think if you're looking for one guy who would go in addition to Chooks, it may be Cole, but I'm not even convinced of that.
3: Cam Hayward, one year left at a 22-4 cap hit. Does he sign an extension? How does this work with Cam?
4: And for the first time, yeah. Ray, he talked yesterday or the, this week about, well, man, yeah. my body, I, I don't know. He's always been gung-ho, I'll be back. I didn't hear that this yeah. week.
5: Yeah, I mean, I've, obviously, you you want him to end his, his career with the steel <coughs> Steelers. And,
4: don't get choked up about it, Ray. I know Cam's a valuable guy.
5: Yeah, <laughs> and you want you want him to do it on his terms, but you can't do it at twenty two million. So I don't know how they work that out. You know, you're just pushing that into the future. Maybe he redoes his deal and comes back, but any way you do it, it's going to be complicated. But you know, he can't he can't play next year on a twenty two million cap hit. That's just not going to happen.
3: Lawrence Ogunjobi springs from 4-9 to 13-2 next year, and there's an out with a $7 million dead cap hit. He's got two years left unless you get out of it.
5: they they got to take him back. They have no viable replacements on the roster.
4: Thank you, Ray. Now now I want to follow up one thing. Yeah. Najee. Yeah. Ray said no fifth year for Najee. It it won't and shouldn't. Explain yourself there, Raymond.
3: Explain yourself, Raymond. Well,
5: merely from a team-building perspective, when I think you have someone who is better or just as good, I don't think it makes um, a lot of sense to pay out that money, um, you know, to a guy who uh, you could probably get a similar guy, you know, in in the middle rounds. Um, But I do know that uh, Tomlin loves him. He is running hard. He's playing better. So that's why I'm kind of up in the air on it. But I just think maybe, you know, if you want to spend money elsewhere on your roster, you probably don't have to spend whatever that number is, ten $10 million on a fifth-year option, when you're probably not going to have that guy sign a uh, second contract anyway.
3: Ray, you're arguably the nicest man who's ever lived. I have a high school football question for you in parting here. This this is a huge story yeah. that took over our airwaves last night. The PIAA moving Aliquippa up to Class 5A. I mean, you could, you, could, you could fit all their entire student body into a very small room. They claim, according to Keith Barnes' story in the Post-Gazette, Uh, this claim says they have 23 transfers. I've been told it's nowhere near that number. What's happening here? The coach says it's only two. And then there's one kid who's been in Aliquippa, apparently his whole life, that they include as a transfer. What's happening here?
5: Yeah, I I don't, I mean, I obviously don't know the details behind that story. Um, But two things, I'm very much for the Catholic and the private school's, having their own state championships and even district championships. And I'm also for no open borders. And obviously over the years, Aliquippa has had tons of transfers into their district. So I have a hard time believing the PIAA is lying about that information Mm. um, on some level, but, um, you know, I, I think obviously Aliquippa is a great program. They do a great job. I just don't think the PIAA would be that inept to include those numbers.
3: Well, fill me in here. Fill sure. me in because I don't yeah. know a lot about this topic at all. As I said, I was told they absolutely don't have 23 transfers and there's a big difference between 23 and 2, which is what the coach right. says. You're telling me it's yeah. a it's a well-known fact that Aliquippa over the years has had lots of people move into the district to play football?
5: Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's 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 open borders pretty much in Beaver County when it comes to that district. I mean, that's that's kind of been known, but, I mean, obviously they've got a great program and they do a great job producing talent. So I'm, I'm not taking anything away from them. It's just that there's a reason that the PIAA has had them play up over the last five years. They're obviously competitive, and they've had this issue with transfers coming in. So and that, one, one more point I'd like to make, and um, I don't know Mike Warfield, but that quote in the paper today really bothered me about those two transfers he singled out. Basically, said they couldn't play on a scout team. That is something you say off the record to a reporter, right? And him for for him to say that on the record, um, I was just I was taken aback by. I mean, that, that's a guy that he purportedly loves and has to coach them now. How, how do you coach those kids when you basically? throw them under the bus and print i thought that was a terrible uh, lie i
3: didn't think i didn't read board. it as they're not even good enough to get on the scout team i read it as a fact not only did they not play for us they weren't on the scout team either but they counted as transfers i read it as you a simple statement you of
5: you fact. think it's right for for you right you think it's right for a coach who is supposed to be mentoring every player on that team not not just the division 1 player? do you think it's right for a head coach of a of a Whipple school to say that
3: he simply said they're not on the scout team either yet they're counting yourself, them as yet, yet they're, counting, the them as yet they're counting them as transfers yet they're counting them as transfers those
5: kids or the parent of those kids Joe. put yourself in those shoes
3: if my kid wasn't on the scout team either and was counted as a transfer then that i you would probably be in agreement
5: that's good for his well you think that's good for his emotional well-being
3: who's emotional well-being out,
5: The children that he was talking about, they know who they are within that school district. You think it's good for the emotional well-being of those kids to be singled out by their coach basically saying they stink? Come on. I mean, that's what we're talking about here. He's
3: he's simply saying factually they really weren't involved in our program, yet they're they're counting them as transfers.
5: You can how about make your while, point while we're calling out not say that on the record.
3: How about the kid who's been at Alaquipa his whole life that they're counting as a transfer?
5: Yeah, he didn't get thrown under the bus by his coach. I don't care We're, we're talking about two separate things I think Joe.
3: Well, we're talking about who's right and wrong. I, I didn't read that as a as a bad quote. You obviously did. You well, you read it as him yeah. insulting the players. I, I'm reading it I, as him stating the you know, fact. Uh,
4: he, he El Equipa has he amazing did. success yet to seem that they're getting punished for. It. They've play, they should play what two A and now they're up to five A. I don't like it. Well, they're a one. They're a one A. Okay, one so A, and, and now and yeah. now they're being bumped up to five. They've played high uh, all
5: along. Yeah, I don't know. That just that, that bothered me. What, what Mike Warfield said. So I I don't know. Since we're on the subject, I just
6: I heard no one else
5: comment on that, and I heard it said on your airwaves yesterday. I think it was Zeiss or Dunlap show, and then I saw it in print. So I know he's spouting this in different forums too, and it just it just doesn't sit well with me um, that he would do that to those players.
3: That's as fired up as I've heard Ray ever that get. Is, now I've got him and Jerry DePaul so, fired up yeah, over the I'm years, not, that's right.
5: I'm not the nicest man in the world. <laughs> hey,
3: a guy that you and I both know very well, who uh, is a very knowledgeable person, I said, how many transfers does Aliquippa really have? Closer to two or 23? And he said, I can tell you, they don't have 23 transfers. For what it's worth, Ray. I'll tell you. I'll text you who it was later.
5: Sounds like a good investigative story for somebody at the Post-Gazette.
3: Are you busy this weekend?
5: <laughs> uh, I probably got the – Well, maybe I don't have the playoffs. I don't know. We'll have to see. Check with me on Sunday night about midnight.
4: Thank you, Raymond. Raymond, I'll see you in about a half uh, an hour, okay?
5: Uh, all right. We'll beat the horn so your listeners can hear.
4: All righty. See you, Raymond.
3: See ya. You ever heard Ray get that, that, that fired that up? That is as fired up as I've ever heard, Ray. He didn't like that. He didn't like I didn't that. read that quote that way. Maybe that's why nobody's really talking about that quote that way.
4: Maybe he read it differently.
3: It sounds like he definitely read it differently. Yep. Should we open that little Pandora's box, Ron? Not necessarily on the quote, but on Aliquippa, because that's become a big story. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I don't Th- they if, have if enough somebody students
7: could, to be a or one or two. So here's here's what I looked at. And Sean, Aliquippa, you're
3: involved in all this stuff, aren't you? Yeah. You're so I don't cover here.
7: Aliquippa now, but I have over the years. Okay. Um, So they had been a 1A school based on enrollment. They wanted to play 3A, and they did that four years ago, which is where they wanted to be. That's great.
4: That's beautiful.
7: They then had to play in 4A against their will because of this competitive balance where if you have so much success and so many transfers, which is three or more, you get bumped up one. Now, the confusing thing that makes no sense is that they were already willingly playing up two classifications, So I think Aliquippa should say, if you're going to force us to bump up, we want to play 2A on our own volition. You force us to play in 3A, which is where they wanted to be. That's a great point. Right now, they want to play in 3A. They got forced to 4 Now they're getting bumped up to Uh, uh, 5A. You're
4: punishing success.
7: Yeah. If they say you have to go up one class because of this, so be it. But they should be able to revert back to their actual class, which would be 2A for the upcoming cycle.
3: That should absolutely be their argument, is that, hey, all right. We'll go back to where we should be. We voluntarily went up. You didn't make us go up. So let's go back to where we belong, where we're we at, where, where based on all the rules and qualifications here. We belong, what you're saying, 2A, and then you can bump us up 1 to 3A.
7: Yes, that, but that's not how it works. I asked an athletic director about this last night, and he said the competitive balance is enacted based on where you had that success. So because they had success winning the state title in 4A. They went
4: wherever they're at.
7: Yes, but, but it's it's a it's a in loophole in the rule. It makes well, no who do sense. Who they
4: play now, like the Bethel Parks and Pine Ridge? In five A, and- yes, Shuffer they will St. play
3: Penn Hills, Gateway, Peters Township, Correct. Penn Trafford, etc.
7: Let
4: me ask
3: there's you: There's
7: not this. many six A schools, are there? No, there's going to be a few more this year, but I think even at that, there's nine maybe.
3: Let me ask you what I just asked Ray because I plead ignorance on the topic. Honestly, I'm just reading this story. Ray says it's well known that there, there have been many, many transfers move into Aliquippa just to play football over the years. Is that from somebody who covers high school sports? Is that just a given?
7: What I think I've typically uh, been under the impression of is that it's not people transferring in solely to play football. It is a transient community where someone might grow up in Aliquippa, maybe in grade school, go to Ambridge for a couple of years because of a family situation, then come back to Aliquippa. And that's counted as a transfer, even though they're really, truly an Aliquippa kid having grown up there. If they leave the district and then come back, I think that's being counted as a transfer in. Should it be? I guess if you you have a standard that's used across the board. But it's different than someone moving into, you mentioned those 5A schools, Peters Township, because they want an opportunity to play football there. And theoretically, you can't ever transfer for athletic intent even if you're going to Pittsburgh right, Central right, Catholic. Right. But it seems like Aliquippa, more than most districts, it's a transient community where you're going in and out, not based on football or even academics. Well, it's just a life situation.
3: Yeah. What's the story with the the kid? I guess it's Tyke Hayes. Is that he's his name? A, he's a an incredible State, player, by the way. Penn State recruit, it says in this story, who has been a student at Aliquippa since he was in kindergarten, but he's included as a transfer?
7: I don't know the details, but I can tell you I saw him his freshman year win a WPL championship for Aliquippa, So it's not like he's a late addition to yeah, this program. I, I don't
4: get that if he if he's if he's gone his whole career life in Aliquippa, how's he a transfer?
7: Again, I don't the know. only thing I can think of is maybe for a short period of time he left the district, <clears throat> excuse me, and then came back in. But at least as far as what he's done on the football field, he's been with them all three of his years to this point because he's a junior now.
3: That. Particular situation, unless and until I hear differently, cast out on the PIAA's contention that there's 23 transfers to me.
7: Now, keep in mind, even course, if I have a
3: lot of doubt about the PIAA, and yeah, a lot yeah, of I if do, it's way too.
7: less than 23, as long as it is three, they do qualify for that competitive balance that bumps them up regardless. So, whether it's three or 23, as long as it's three or more, then they would qualify based on their success.
3: All right, Ron, we have Sean on our side. This is unbelievable. So if we get calls, he can jump in.
4: Right, exactly.
3: 412-928-9370. 928-9370. In my humble opinion, based on the little I know, you just said, even though you're telling me it can't happen, their best argument would be, hey, we voluntarily moved. They are being punished for being successful. Put us back where we should be and then move us up one.
7: And they would destroy everybody in 3A. I agree with you. 3A, I agree they. With you. <laughs> you know, what they've uh, done is incredible. Unless somebody can convince me differently. I right. agree with you.
3: Thank you, Joe. Very kindly. Every syllable. Half syllable. <laughs> well, very kindly again. A couple of the quarter syllables I disagreed with, Sean. But mostly I agreed with Ron. And also coming up next, a pretty big pit football story. This one opened my eyes. Let's talk about that as we move along here in Cook and Joe. And we're going to predict. Some football games coming up, aren't we, Ray? How
4: about Ray predicting the Steelers to lose?
3: Holy horse milk. Wow. And predicting that Najee won't get the fifth-year option. I know. He was really ornery today, <laughs> Ray, wasn't he?
4: I'm glad he wasn't doing the report card today.
3: Wow. Vacations begin here at the Pittsburgh Travel Showcase presented by AAA Travel January 19th through the 21st. At the David Lawrence Convention Center, there's exclusive discounts and convenient one-stop shopping tickets. I can't believe how mad he got about that quote. I know. He snapped on me, Ron. He did. I've now had these sing- two single nicest people in Pittsburgh sports absolutely snap on me. Jerry DePaula, and I didn't do anything. The only thing I did was point out that he got a story wrong, and then I wheeled him around the media room in the chair. He exploded on me, and now Ray has exploded on me. It must be me.
4: Oh, There's no doubt. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It must be me. There's exclusive travel discounts and convenient one-stop shopping. Tickets at PittsburghTravelShowcase.com where your adventure is waiting for you. Joe,
4: I have a message for the people. Yes, I want you to do. talk about Mr. Reuter Plumbing, why it is Pittsburgh's best plumbing company. Uh, my friend Bob Beal has built a plumbing company. Empire learned the business from his dad back in the 60s. Who? What was, it, what was that little noise I heard? Who told his son... Uh, treat people right, charge a reasonable fee, do a good job, and you'll have a long, successful career. And that's what Bob Bill has done with Mr. Rooter Plumbing. You see the trucks out on the road every day, over 50 of them. Uh, they've been in this market for almost 21 years. You know how good you have to be at anything to be in any market for 21 years. Well, Mr. Rooter Plumbing is the best. Write the number down so you have it handy. 412 Rooter 2, 412 Reuter 2. Check out the website is a good one, Mr. com. The number again, 412-Rooter-2. The phone's answer round the clock, weekends, holidays, uh, it doesn't matter. Financing is available. I can't recommend them enough. They are Pittsburgh's number one full-service plumbing company, Mr. Rooter Plumbing.
3: Ron, did you see where David Soule died at 80 years old from Starsky and oh, Hutch? Oh no, I that? didn't
4: see that. I I don't I was not a big fan of that show, but I know that name and I know that actor.
3: My close friend in elementary school was John Huck. We were Star Starkey and Huck. <laughs> and David Soule was a one-hit wonder, wasn't he? Sean, don't call me Seth Myers. Would you like to hear some of that one? Yes, hit? I would like to hear some of that. Don't give up on us, baby. Remember this song, right? I do. This is a a, a a slow
4: dance. You could have asked that girl yeah. to dance. What was her name?
3: Don Tute. The one that you honest, just were baby. the happiest man in the world.
0: We're still worth one
7: more try.
3: I can see you, Ron, when you're about nine years old in a beard crying to this song. <laughs> <laughs> can you, Sean?
7: Oh, yeah. I can't picture Ron without a beard, even as a he small was, he
3: child. He was born Ron with a beard. Let's hear the the uh, catch line here.
4: Don't give up on us, baby.
3: So pretty. Pretty song. Sean's crying. Let's get into our predictions, but only after we take a couple calls on this Aliquippa thing. I have performed a. A task that is on par with the miracle on ice. I riled up Ray Fittipaldo. I got him angry. You did get him mad. This Aliquippa thing. They're getting moved up another classification. 5A. Based on success combined with transfers, I guess, is the formula. There seems to be a lot of dispute about how many transfers. And I agree with you, Ron, but I'm willing to uh, be persuaded differently because I don't have a lot of knowledge on this topic. I don't follow high school football closely at all. People, Even
4: though that's how you got your start.
3: Yeah. Me too. Yeah, back then I used to sit in the stands and keep stats. Ron DeGitis at Freeport one of the first great running backs I covered. That was great. But I agree with you until until talked out of it, which is that they're getting penalized for their success and it seems to me people are jealous of Aliquippa, too. There's no doubt. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Let's go to the phone line. Seth, don't call me Sean Myers.
7: All right, we're going to welcome in uh Rob from West Mifflin.
0: Hello, Rob. How you doing, fellas, man? Uh this is, this is a travesty, man, because, I mean, it starts with the Whip too. This is where it starts at. But then it goes to the PIAA. The Whip Hill, they have, they have to get this in order. Those guys got a single-A enrollment. And like y'all said, they chose to play up. And I, Just because success, they're going to 5A. But but hear me out real quick. You got a team like Bell Vernon, who was in 4A. Couldn't win nothing. Quippa beat them. Thomas Jefferson beat them. They just dropped down to 3A and won two state titles back-to-back. So if you move, if you I, I, I go out there and play bingo. All they're doing is build houses out there. So, I mean, the population's going up. So why do they drop down to 3A? And about this transfer thing, nobody's transferring to Aliquippa, man. is just like Clayton, Duquesne, these small little districts where that's all they have is football. That's it. It's based on the success that they're beating people and, and they just want them to move up. That's what I'm going back. But then you go across the other side, Southern Columbia. They beat Duquesne when they was a single A team 15 years ago. All hold on, hold win.
3: on, hold on. Sean, don't call me Seth Myers. That's a school that he just brought up to me. We appreciate the call and your passion, oh, Rob. Thank what, you. what about them, Sean?
7: Yeah, so they're the, I mean, you always think of Southern about, Columbia. Yeah, we always think of, uh, of Aliquippa is probably the most successful team on this side of the state. Southern Columbia, which is also a pretty small school. They play in uh, 2A, I believe. They've had just as much, if not more, success, I think, in terms of career wins and championships, things of that nature. They win the state title, it seems like, every year. They have not been bumped up. They're able to stay at a small size based on their enrollment. So the question is, why is alequipa getting this treatment scrove or punishment? Screwed. Yes, Whereas in Southern opinion. Columbia – now, I don't know about Southern Columbia's transfers, things of that nature, but it does seem kind of – a lot of people in this area think the PIAA leans a little bit more favoring the other side of the state, the central part or the eastern Man, side of the sure state. Man, it sure
3: sounds like the, the transfer thing is the issue, actually, with a lot of people.
7: Yes. And, I mean, you look at schools like St. Joe's Prep and 6A that wins every year, and everyone will tell you they get players not from just Philadelphia – they get them from New Jersey and maybe even Maryland or New York. They're getting players from multiple states to come in. So,
3: Well, let's take one more call and then get to our NFL picks.
7: Okay, so we got uh, someone who's close to Al Equipa. I believe he said he played at Rochester. This is Andrew.
8: What's up, Andrew? How you doing, fellas? Good. Hey, man. Yeah, so growing up in Rochester, 90s to early 2000s, graduated from Rochester. Uh, we played them in the early 90s growing up watching them, and transfers were always a huge thing. And Aliquippa wasn't the only one guilty of it. If you look at the stats back in 03 or 04, Rochester, we went 15-0 and 0 and played Southern Columbia, a team that the previous caller had just mentioned who is notorious for, for transfers as well. They whooped us 54 to nothing, right? I mean, they just completely annihilated us because of the talent that they were able to recruit into their schools, just like Aliquipa, just like Clariton, just like these big-name schools that where other states – don't really know who who Manaca might be, but they know who aliquipa is, right? Because of that recruitment, because of that. Do you think it's a lot of people?
3: If if indeed it's true that there are a lot of transfers, and I'm not convinced that it is, by the way, is it people who started out, grew up in aliquipa moved out, and then moved back, or or what?
8: That 's on a whole nother level because that's that, that's a different factor as well obviously that 's part of it but there are, are there are you know behind the scenes uh, you know some type of recruitment going on between these kids in different different neighboring states or counties that that get recruited to these to these programs based on that football merit based on that clout that they that they have for being back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back to back state champions, right? I mean, uh, what a, unbelievable. it's so unreal. are going to get success. noticed at Al more so than Manaka. For sure. Yeah. Just, Thank you.
3: And, and it, it, yeah, you're right that it happens in a lot of different places under a lot of different guises, transfers, believe me. Well, you don't have to believe me. It just does, Ron.
4: It's unbelievable, their success. Thanks, Andrew.
3: So what I'm saying there is, if it if it is true that people are going there to play football, uh, it's happening in many other places. Just a wild guess. Yes. Yes. All right, Ron. Let's go to our predictions. I'll get back to those calls. Ron is on his way to Baltimore at noon, so I'm just going to be here, my little old lonesome self. Luckily, I have a great resource, and Sean, don't call me Seth Meyers. So stay have a on the line. Great resource. What All right,
4: got? you picked up three on me last week. You went four and one in our differences. That's the good news for you. The bad news is you're nine behind, and we're only going to pick nine games this weekend, including the game Monday night. Michigan, Seven games, Washington. right? Or are picking nine? We're picking eight today, and then one on Monday. So I can still tie if you get them all different. But I have mine written down here, so you got to think against me. Let's go two minutes. All right. Houston at Indiana, 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 Indianapolis, Indianapolis, one and a half at home. You get to go first. Who do you got? C.J. Stroud, Houston. Yep, You're now officially eliminated because I have Houston as well. All right. All right. Uh, Cleveland, Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati's minus seven at home. The Browns aren't playing Flacco. I think the Browns are going to get killed. I like Cincy minus seven.
3: I don't know who's going to play for them either, like actually try and play, and there might be some guys out. Seven's too big a point spread on a crap game like that. I'll take Cleveland. This one's
4: Jacks at Tennessee. You can back up your words yeah. there. Tennessee is getting
3: three and a half at home. Who do you like? Tennessee, 27-7. to 7. Derrick Henry, 150 yards. Jacksonville winds up with C.J. Beathard, and he'll drop to 3-11 and 11 in his career. You? All
4: right, I got Jacksonville. I think they're going to go in there and win. All right, Atlanta at New Orleans. This is a big game in that crappy division. New Orleans minus three at
3: home. Who do you got? The fighting Derek Carrs. He's played a little better of late. I'm going with New Orleans. I got Atlanta.
4: So it's a shame you're mathematically eliminated.
3: I know it is. Sad.
4: All right, Tampa Bay at Carolina. Carolina is getting uh, plus four and a half at home. I'm going Tampa Bay. I, I'm a little. This one scares me a little bit, but. Tampa really needs this. I'm going Tampa Bay.
3: I'm going Tampa. What's the over-under 0.5 on David Tepper throwing a drink at someone, Ron? <laughs> over? I'll go over.
4: All right. D- Denver at Las Vegas. This is, could be a g- big one for the Steelers. Yeah. Vegas minus 2.5 at home. Who do
3: you got? Well, it seems like the Raiders love their coach, and I don't know, something tells me the Broncos may hate their coach's guts. I know I do. So I'm going Oakland or Las Vegas in this one. Las Vegas,
4: wherever they're from. I got Denver in this one. I think they're going to find a way to win this game. All right, the two big ones left are Buffalo at Miami. Miami's getting two and a half at home. Mm -hmm. Who do you like?
3: Miami. I've seen it all too many times in all my years, these gut-splitting, heart-wrenching, soul-crushing Eyelid-searing losses. They'll find a new way to lose this one, Ron. And Miami will win.
4: I got Buffalo. I think Buffalo's going to win the division. All right, the last one. Steelers at Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore is plus three and a half uh, at home. Who do you
3: like? Man, if you lose... Even if you don't cover against a Pop Warner team with your season on the line, then you should be very, very ashamed. I'm going with the Steelers. I'm on the Rudolph train.
4: Yeah, I have Steelers, too. I sent in my pick to the Post-Gazette. In fact, my my words were Steelers 24, Ravens 16, too little, too late, no playoffs for the Steelers.
3: Thank you, Ron. So and have a wonderful I, trip. I,
4: I, I am now the official winner of the regular season, but – I did the same thing last year. Kicked your butt during the regular season, yeah. and then you won the postseason. We start fresh again Oh, I'm next like the
3: Steelers. Week. I just hang around, Ron. You save, if I you get save in the your playoffs, best for the big games. Yeah. If I get in the playoffs, I could be trouble.
4: All right, Joe. Before we go, I have a message for the people here real quickly. I want to talk about Mr. Rooter Plumbing, Pittsburgh's best plumbing company. It says so right in their motto. It comes right from the top, right from Bob Beale, who with his right-hand man, Spider Alexander, built a plumbing company empire Going on 21 years in this market. Quote, we're Mr. Rooter. Call us. We're the best plumbers in the business. I can't say it any better than that. They are. You see their trucks out on the road every single day, over 50 of them every day, out on the road, ready to come to your home to maybe fix a broken water heater, maybe to go to your business to fix a backed up sewer. The only people to call, 412 Rooter 2, 412 Rooter 2. Check out the website. MrRooterPittsburgh.com It's a good site. It'll answer all your questions about Mr. Rooter and why it is so good at what they do. The number again, 412-Rooter2. I've said it, in, it's going on three years now. I've been uh, singing their praises. Pittsburgh's number one full-service plumbing company, Mr. Rooter Plumbing.
3: Alright, Ron. Have a wonderful trip. We'll talk again on Monday.
4: Joe, now one last question. Yeah. When we reconvene on Monday, are we talking about What could have been for the Steelers in a disappointing season? Are we going to look ahead to that first playoff game? Well, they'll miss it four times in six years if they don't go. What are we going to be talking about?
3: A trip to Miami, maybe a trip to Buffalo, but I think we're talking about the Steelers and the Dolphins in round one where just by Miami's injury report, which could grow in this game, I'm not sure I wouldn't pick the Steelers, but we're talking about a a playoff game, Ron.
4: All right. Have a great weekend, Joe. Are you going to go golfing today?
3: Yeah, as long as it's 32 degrees, and I believe it will be. It's perfectly sunny, and they're waiting for me. Sean, Seth, don't call me Seth. Good job. Talk to you later, man.
7: Thank you, sir. Have a good trip.
3: Fan Text Line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm, where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep brand 50 minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge Route 19 in Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. So here's what's on the table for now. We still have calls on this Aliquippa thing. I, I, I want to get to the bottom of this. I just got a text from a former Whitfield coach. Pretty good one, too, I would venture to say. Sean, he tells me Southern Columbia should be in 10A and that St. Joe's Prep should be playing Pitt.
7: Yeah, I think St. Joe's Prep was like top 10 in the, the country for high schools this year, and they play like some of the very best teams like IMG Academy. That Everyone thinks, oh, Pittsburgh Central Catholic, that's unfair that they play these teams. St. Joe's Prep is like two steps above them even. It is kind of asinine that they're playing other high school teams in this state.
3: Also says that making uh, Aliquippa move up, stinks this man says there are many others in the east especially district 12 that may be up to some of if aliquippa's doing this they ain't the only ones and there's ones out east that might be worse what do you think of that
7: yeah no i think that this has happened for a long time this side of the state the other side of the state all across but it does seem like they're kind of being singled out and again, I just go back to if you have this competitive balance in place and you say Aliquippa is deemed that they qualify to move up, I'm fine with that. But they should be able to play in their true classification and then be one from there, I, which I, makes 5A just out of, out of the equation altogether. That's the part that boggles my mind.
3: It's the best point I, I've heard since I read this story yesterday. Okay, let me ask you this. If they voluntarily moved up to classifications, can they voluntarily move down?
7: So because I think what they would have to do is leave the PIAA for a two-year cycle to then qualify back to their original enrollment, which would be 2A for this upcoming cycle.
3: Well, it's, be- see, it's, here's the thing. It seems odd to me that as a school I can say, hey— we're in 2A. We should be in 2A. You know what? We want to play 4A, so can we? Sure. Go ahead. Play so
7: any school can do that? Yes. Very few schools do that. One reason why Aliquippa did it, obviously, they're so good in right. single A right. that it was not going to be competitive, but geographically, with when it expanded to 6A, a lot of things changed. So Aliquippa was not in with the Beaver Falls and the Beavers and the Central Valleys. They wanted to play because, one, you get more money from rivalry matchups. Two, it means more for the communities. So to stay with Central Valley, to stay with Beaver, Beaver Falls, teams of that nature, they had to move up because they're 1A and these other schools are 3A at the time. Yeah. So they move into 3A to play these local rivalry games. So and it made they voluntarily
3: sense. move up to 4A.
7: They got forced up to 4A because of their 4A. success. Okay. Yes. Okay. They did not want to play 4A, although obviously it, it didn't hurt them. They, <laughs> they won the state title this past year. They won the WPIL title the last three years. But they wanted to be in 3A all along. Very interesting.
3: 412-928-9370. And I want to get to that pit story because this was an eye-opener for me. We'll talk about all of that. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevy. 2024 starts with great incentives on the Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, and Silverado. SunChevy.com. A little bit of sun today. High of 34. Low of 27. Snow accumulation on Saturday. It's Cook and Joe. Who do we have coming up, Sean? Don't call me Seth Myers.
7: We have Jay Skurski to talk about the Buffalo Bills. Is he- Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile
1: 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A
7: lot. Why?
1: Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details.
6: And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in
2: celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King.